Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. I believe you are all doing well. Shalom, evening everybody. Janelle, how are you? It's been a long time. I hope you are doing well. God bless you. God bless you. Sharon. The Lord bless you. I hope everybody is doing well. All right. We give God all the praise and the glory. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, I want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training. I believe in the name of the Lord Jesus that God is going to touch our lives 
in a unique way and whatever he has planned for our lives will surely be given to us in the name of the lord jesus amen anytime we come into the presence of the lord like this there is an empowerment that the lord releases into our souls so that by that energy we will be able to fulfill the destiny that he has set ahead of us and i pray in the mighty name of the lord jesus that you will not miss the empowerment that god has designed to release to you this evening in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen that like fever god bless you god bless you man of god i hope you are fine wow god bless you god bless you hallelujah amen all right we bless god we bless god we bless god we give god all the praise and the glory hallelujah all right so as we journey even through the word of god um, be very sensitive anything is possible in this atmosphere the anointing of the lord can touch somebody the lord can deliver somebody from any addiction the lord can deliver somebody from any attack of the enemy the lord can release miracle babies the lord can release jobs the lord can release travelings the lord can release all manner of graces so please be very sensitive open your spirit open your heart and let god do whatever he has planned to do don't miss what god wants to do for you hallelujah it is not only by prophecy that god releases blessings so open up your spirit even in this atmosphere the gracious lord will touch you in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen hallelujah all right all right so first what we are going to do is that we want to take some questions if there is any question that you have. i know many of you you have plenty questions i don't know why you don't want to ask see anytime you, you lack knowledge about something the enemy uses that ignorance to bring fear in your heart concerning that particular thing So most of the times, it, that which we don't know is what we fear. That which we don't know is what we fear. Meanwhile, anything you don't know, there is a particular assignment of the Holy Ghost within you to activate some kind of questioning ability inside you so that you will question that which you don't know. So that answers will come. And the answers that will come will settle in your heart so that you, by that light of knowledge, you will gain mastery over that condition that you were once afraid of. So if you don't ask any question, answers will not come. And if you don't have answers, it means you don't know. And once you lack knowledge, you'll be afraid. And once there is fear in your heart, the enemy will take rulership over that area of your life. So it is always better for you to ask questions. If there is anything you lack knowledge about, kindly ask so that the Lord will help you. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so the, the floor has been given to us. We can ask any question, any question in the scriptures. 
in the spiritual world, um, in the prophetic ministry, um, in anything, anything, feel free to ask any question. Please don't ask economics questions. We are not doing a tons classes. We are in the house of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, somebody said, please, about family. Your parents consulted a river goddess for you. Can you accept Christ when you grow up and know the Lord? Those children too, do they bid farewell with God? Can some of you understand the, the question that she's asking? Good. Those of you who have listened to my message on the mystery of family, you understand where she's coming from. Now listen, when your parents go to a river goddess for a child, there are two main ways that a child can be born um, through your parents at that moment. There are two main ways. The first one is if that river goddess is very strong, she can detect what is stopping the child birth. In, from, um, in your parents' life. Are you following? So the river goddess will first do a search in the spiritual life of your parents to know what is stopping these children from coming. And when she realizes that there is a particular spirit that is, she's stronger than, even if she's not stronger than, they can sit down and plan and just settle the matter. So the river goddess will now go and give something to that spirit so that the spirit will leave your mother and your father alone. And the moment they leave your mother and your father alone, then you can, your mother can give birth naturally. Now, this child that will come is not an ungodly child. The child might not be from, it's actually not from the river goddess. Are you following? So there is a way that a child can be born. Meanwhile, at first, the parents consulted Exactly. The parents consulted a certain um, spiritual entity to help them. Now, what the spiritual entity did was that he was able to attack that which was stopping the child from coming. So that after that thing has been destroyed, the mother and the father can now give birth to a natural birth, normal birth. Are you following? Now, that is the first dimension. Of birth when your parents consulted maybe a goddess now the second one is when the goddess actually brings forth some of her children in her realm into your mother's womb for your mother to give birth to that child now that child that is coming at the second time is not from God the soul of that child is very different from the soul of normal human beings that, are, that will be coming from the seventh heavens. So this child is having an assignment from the marine world or from that goddess. Those people, they don't, they don't believe in Jesus as you will, you will preach to them. No. They are not human beings, so they don't go through the processes that human beings go through. Are you with me? Good. So you need to understand. So there are two main dimensions of the birth 
if your parents consulted maybe a certain um oracle a certain spiritual entity before they conceived you you need to look into the matter to know there are many people that when they consulted um river goddesses and all those kind of spiritual entities what happened was that those spirits were just able to clear off that which was stopping the children from coming forth so that their parents could give birth naturally just that sometimes they can find interest in the child that is where the problem is so sometimes they can tell you that if you want this child to stay it is actually based on the kind of agreement they entered into with the spirit that was stopping the child birth are you following so when they get to know that that spirit that was stopping your mother from giving birth has issues or let me say um what the, what the spirit hates is maybe this particular thing they will tell your mother to always put that particular thing around you maybe when you are about to sleep so that that spirit will not come after you so you see there are times too they did the goddesses they show interest in the child they will try to find ways after the child has been born naturally they will try to show interest in the child and begin to manifest in so many ways to attack the child but understand that there are two main dimensions it is either that spirit or that goddess will help your parents by destroying the other spirit stopping the child so that your parents can give birth naturally now that natural birth it means that the soul of the child will come from the seventh heavens like a normal human being and there is another one where the goddess will bring some of her children in that realm into your mother's womb for the child to be born that child is not a godly child that child is not a normal human being so you can't preach to those children for them to be saved because when they are done with the assignment they will go back to the their mother who is the um, the goddess so you need to know that so not all the people we see walking on this earth are normal human beings some of them they have body when you cut them blood will come but they are not normal human beings they came from somewhere with a mission when they are done they will go back and some of them are on a mission and their mission when they come to a vicinity they can live for like 30 years 40 years and die there they will go back to where they came from and after some years they will appear at another place through another woman so there are many entities that have lived on this earth over 200 years because they have been appearing at different places are you following so you need to you need to know this all right so jackie i hope you 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 understand all right great okay somebody asked the question stephanie said when the child is born if the child is not a natural child how would one know oh you will know you will know that the child is not a natural child they come with so many differences sometimes when they come they have a particular sickness a particular sickness some of them can you hear me yeah so some of them when they come they'll come with a particular sickness some of them to when you get pregnant and these children are in your womb the kind of dreams that you get alone will tell you that these ones are not normal children
Yes. They are not normal children at all. And when they come also into the family, there is always an attack that they are about to release on the family in so many ways. So when you give birth to a child like that, and the child does not like going to the presence of God, like church, there is a question mark. In fact, you, the mother, you know where you went to before you got the child. So you should not even question anything about that. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. That is where the, 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 the point is. Good. So the mothers, the fathers, they go to many places to get children. Definitely you have to know. If that place is a good place, then the child will be good. <laughs> as long as we know that that place is not good, uh, you can't determine the future and the destiny of the child. You can't go to God to make inquiries on that child to know so that God will help the child fulfill this. No, the destiny, the only thing God can do is to kill the child so that he or she will go back to where he or she came from. Yeah, that is the only thing that God can do. But they are not normal human beings. Some of them, they come with an agenda to kill over 200,000 people. And if they came through you, you would destroy nations. They need to know that. All right. Okay, somebody said, Please, how can someone receive healing? Because sometimes when the pastors pray for people during crusades, some are able to receive and others too don't receive their healing. So I want to know how to receive. All right. There are so many forms. That is why um, anytime you need to receive your healing, there is what we call faith. You see? There are so many dimensions of healing. We have the instant one and we have the one that takes time. They are all healing. They are all God's manifestation of the healing power. It is not all sickness that can be healed instantly. Even though God can do it, but at times some of them will take, um, will go through some processes. Are you are you getting it? Now there are many people whilst they are in the presence of the Lord, they came to test to check whether that man of God they said he has a healing grace. I want to check whether it is true. Now, when you come with a wrong motive, you might not receive anything. Sometimes God will do it to prove his power, but there are times he will not do it. You can't question God. And sometimes too, when the anointing that the Lord releases on the man is purposely made to heal everybody, he will do that. But it, it, it does not normally happen. It is very rare. Are you following Good. So the best way to receive healing is to have faith that you have been healed. That is why most of the times when Pastor Chris wants to um, you know, host a crusade at a place, he will prepare what we call healing school. So all those that are sick that want healing, they will go to that school. They will teach them how to receive healing for like a week. They will build... Are you getting it? And once their faith is built up, the day that they are supposed to go before the man of God to receive a touch, sometimes you, when you see the way they are dumping, you will be sure. Some of them even receive healing in the healing school, even before they come. So, they have already... Are you following? 
Can you hear me? Yes. I remember um, some years back, we went for Night of Bliss. Pastor Chris came to Ghana and the Independence Square. We got there around 10 a.m. The program was supposed to start around 5 p.m. Around 10 a.m., they were now arranging chairs and they were, you know, fixing the instruments and everything. Around 10 a.m., people were getting healed. When they had not even finished arranging chairs. So you, you'll be there, you hear a certain noise coming from one, one place. All of a sudden, somebody that was in the wheelchair has started walking. The pastor had not even, they have not finished arranging their chairs. 10 a.m. I'm telling you. And it happened over more than 30 times before the program actually started. Blind people were receiving because their faith were built up to the point that when they came, the atmosphere alone, along with their faith, took away the sickness. People said, don't you remember what that woman that had the issue of blood said? I know that if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be free. I know. The Bible says she said in her heart. So there are many things you need to say in your heart and believe that you are healed before that healing will, be, will, will manifest. You might not even need... There are people, they get sick, they, they lie on their bed and they declare they are healed. The sickness will, will disappear. So you need to understand that there are ways and means to receive divine healing. Yes. The effect starts in the mind. If in your mind you have not seen yourself healed, it will not work. Alright, so get that. Okay, somebody said, please, daddy, my father is a Christian. But any time that someone dreams about him concerning any spiritual attack, he goes around malam spiritualists and other entities for help. Please, what should I do to save my father from doing that? You need to sit him down. First, pray for him. Pray for him. Hmm? Pray for him. And after praying for him, sit him down and talk to him. Your father is just looking for power. He's looking for power. He thinks that God is not powerful. And he can't believe God to that extent if. You see? So pray for him. And after that, um, sit him down and talk to him. Let him know that it's not right. All right. Okay, my son said, Daddy, is it possible for those children to have a mark of that spirit? On Oh, very possible. Those children, they are not human beings. So definitely, if the spirit brought that child, oh, they are, they are very strange. And I don't, I, I don't know how to... They, they, they show, they manifest in different forms. So we need to know that. Yeah. Okay, Fiba said, true. My mother's friend's daughter gave birth to a boy he never walked even when he grew up to about 18 years. He was crawling like a snake. That's how he walked. Look at that. 18 years. Still crawling. There is something kinky in there. <laughs> yeah, so you need to understand that. Okay, somebody said, Papa, does it mean to feel a heat sensation around you for the past six months and it increases as I pray or worship? What that? Oh. Around, oh. Keep praying. Mm, there, is, there is a healing grace around you. 
there is most of the times it's a sign of an angel of healing that is around you and you need to take notice of that and keep praying so that that grace can start working in you but akosia said please supposing you were young and always fall sick and you were saved by a dead person's spirit who used to do medicine please can that still affect you spiritually it depends no that's the dead person's spirit how did the dead person's spirit heal you did the spirit appear to you in a dream or they called the spirit before your very eyes so it depends it depends on how the whole thing happened it came on another person was it like in a family gathering and you intentionally called the spirit or you were just there and the spirit came there's a reason i'm asking all these questions okay so they took you there and they called the spirit i see I see. I don't know if I'm getting it right. So you went to the person you were chatting with her and started manifesting, telling you everything. There is a reason I'm asking all these questions, and it depends. You see. Did you know the duration of the death of the person and the time that the spirit came upon somebody to speak to you? May a time within which um, period had the person died for a long time or what? Was it over forty days? There is a reason I'm asking all these questions so that at least you don't know. Okay. There is a reason why I must because these things can um, spiritually affect things. Yeah. You see, any time they take you to a place that is not a godly place, there is something spiritual that can attack your life. I said that can. I didn't say that will. Are you following? Because some people get delivered easily from all those attacks. But there are some people who will go through that for the for the rest of their lives based on how spiritual they become on the side of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you need to you need to know that when we take you to maybe a fetish priest for healing, the main agenda of those people is not for your healing. They want your soul. Are you getting it? They actually want your soul. So there are times when you go there. They take the particular sickness from you and drop in you another thing that will cause you to come back. And once you keep going to that place, they keep draining your soul gradually. Mostly that's what they do. But there are people that they can go and um, you see they will receive their healing. 
on how they become serious in the things of God, they can get delivered from the attacks of those spirits and they can be free. We, you don't go to a fetish priest and get healing and walk about and you don't know God, you don't know Christ and you think you are free. You are never free. Are you getting it? So once your focus is on the Lord, the Lord can deliver you. But put this at the back of your mind. Never ever in your life make up your mind to visit these places. They will, they will, they will I don't know how to say it. They will steal your soul. Are you following? Good. All right. I want to answer the, the questions um, one by one. Okay. Let me take the next question. It says, please, about tithing. What if you want to tithe but you don't go to church? Can you use your tithe to help with other work of the other work of God like what? Why don't you go to church? Why don't you go to church? You see, when it comes to the matters of the kingdom, we follow kingdom principles. We don't do what we want. Are you getting it? You cannot be a, a believer and you don't go to church. It is not allowed in our, in our kingdom. When you are supporting the work of God with something, it is not called tight. Tight is different. You can give an offering, you can sow a seed to support God's kingdom assignment. It is not called tithe. Are you getting what I'm saying? We give tithe so that food will remain in the house of God. It is in the house of God. Because, okay, I'm giving my tithe to, um, whilst I was going to check to pay my tithe, I saw a man who was, crippled and he was asking for money so let me give my tithe to the person it is not done that way and you can't go back to say okay um, i gave my tithe to somebody the tithe is for the house of god it's not for the needy are you with me if you if you give the money to the needy it's not your tithe you have to go back to the house of god and give your tithe the principles are like in our kingdom. You can't change it. You are not the one that is fixing things in the kingdom. There are laws that we are following. So put that at the back of your mind. If you want to give tithe, go to church. You can't stay at home as a believer, not going to church, and you want to pay tithe. No, 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 no. It is not allowed. It is not allowed. Please, I hope you, you got me. Great. So, Mimi, that is it. That is it. Okay. Let me um, answer the next question. Um, okay, somebody said. Someone said, please, is it possible that if you do good all the time, but you don't go to church, will you make it? I don't know why people don't like going to church. It is not about doing good. It's believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. If in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Lord will come and dwell in you. And anytime the Spirit of the Lord is in you, 
In fact, you will not even wait for church to start. You will go there and clean the place and stay there till they start church. Anytime you are not finding it, you don't want to go to church. Something is wrong somewhere. You can't say you are not going to church. It means the enemy is trying to play with your life and with your mind. You need to rise against that thing. I'm telling you the truth. That we are not going to church. How then will you know God? Why is church a problem? <laughs> because two people have asked this like a similar question, and I don't know why. Are you bread? Are you brethren? <laughs> it is not about doing. Listen, you see, this is where the problem is. Many of you, your focus is going to heaven, and you think going to heaven is when you do good. It's a lie. Goodness will not take you to heaven. Hmm? What takes us to the Father is our belief in the Lord Jesus. And the reason why we go to church is to know the Lord and learn His ways and walk in the path of righteousness. If you don't go to church, you go and call a certain lady to come and hide in your room and you'll be fornicating. And you say, okay, on Sunday I'll give my tithe and I'm free. You think that is how God wants us to work with Him? Yeah. I said to him, please, the reason I don't go is because my child will not stay in church. Oh, don't they have Sunday school? Put pacifier in the mouth of the child and take her to the Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, let your child stay there hmm? and go to church. This one is not an excuse at all. Even during COVID season, people were sneaking to church. In COVID season, it is not an excuse. So start praying. Start praying and start going to church. If you realize that still the child does not want to go to the church, the child does not want to stay, bring the matter. You take it to the altar of God and look into it. And see why the child doesn't want to stay in church. Are you getting it? So church is good. It will help you. What we are doing here, Christ, is part of church. It is part of church. We are learning things. See, if you don't go to church, you carry ideologies and philosophies of men and live with that kind of philosophy and thinking that is life. That's why we need to be very careful. There are some people, when it comes to titan, they will never listen to men of God. They will listen to what others who are not Christians are saying about tithing with normal common sense. No, it is good to do good to people. It's not like you are always trying to give money to the pastors and this and this and this. If you are a believer and you are like this, why is it that there is a Bible topic and you don't have time to listen to men of God, but you are listening to people that are not Christians? People even read the Bible to have arguments. So the, the Holy Ghost is not within them to even explain things well. Now the people, oh, don't worry. If the child will scream and make noise, I said, put pacifier in the mouth of the child. How old is the baby? Don't worry. You can bring the baby to me. I'll take him to church, take him or her to church for you. And within two weeks, 
Your baby will take the lead to check and you will be at home. <laughs> I'm telling you, within three years, oh, family. Three years, they were in the family. 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 But Manin Tinsim, are you getting it? Yeah. Let let uh, Manin Sebi. Ah, Manin Sebi, uh, don't worry. Hmm? Go to church. Go to church. Forget about the child. She's not the only one that will cry in, in church. Hmm? People cry. People cry in church. In crown. They will cry. And we, now, I'm going to go to church. He is delayed with speech. There are many spiritual things around the child that we need to have. I can't say it here. So please, when we are done, send me a text. The number is 0240312551. Send me a text. I'm going to help you with that. You will do something and the child will be free. All right. God bless you. All right. So let me... um. Okay. 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 Somebody said, please, when I was a child, my auntie called me and said she wanted to kill lice in my head. Whilst my head was on her lap, I felt severe heat on the right side of my head. Since then, my right ear is not working. What? Put your hand on your right ear right now. Put your hand on your right ear right now. Can you hear me? Put your hand on your right ear right now. Hey, aunties. <laughs> While people are having rich aunties, others are having witch aunties. Please, can can she hear me? Put your hand on your, put your right hand on your right ear. Let me pray for you. I don't know why some aunties are like that. Don't they have their own children? Why do they want to destroy their own? What is that? Oh, is the person here? I'm not sure the person is here. I think the person has left. I wanted to pray for. Or your auntie has disturbed your network. Hey, auntie. Is it gifty auntie or who? <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Okay. Okay. Let me move on to the other questions. So, Mr. Man of God, my question is Is it right to work on Sunday to the pastor's company? Huh? A pastor has a company and you are working there and he wants you to work on Sunday. Is it? I don't even get any right. Is that, is that right? Does the pastor go to church on Sunday? Okay, and you are a Christian. Do you go to church on any other day, maybe Saturday, or you work throughout the whole week? I want to know. Maybe um, you are an Adventist. Huh? You go to church on Sunday, but the pastor does not allow you to go to church. He always wants you to work at his own company, but he will go to church with his children and family, right? If I'm getting it right. Then that is very wrong. That is very wrong. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. Thomas said, please, my question is, is every death a will of God? No. This is so simple. No. Somebody said, please, how can one know he or she has a calling of God on him or her? So many ways, so many ways. Mostly, about ninety-nine percent of people that have calling will see it in their dreams. Yes, mostly that's how God makes it work. Are you following? So, one of one of Muslim friend that that is a Muslim. That is not a Christian. You should stop listening to those people when they come to the matter of spirituality. They will break your own brain. They don't have any good knowledge. Follow the voice of the Lord and what the scripture says. Huh? Yeah. If you like it, try and take a knife that will kill yourself right now and kill yourself and see if it is the will of God. It is not true that every death is the will of God. No. So don't listen to all those um, that your Muslim friend. They are using Quran to bring forth some kind of things that are not true and, and that are not consistent with scriptures. So don't listen to them. If you're a believer, listen to what the Lord is saying through the scriptures. Don't give ears to all those things. They will corrupt the, the truth that is in your heart. So it is easy. Now, if you want, if you want to know that whether the call of God is on your life, and you pray to God and say, "Lord, let me know if I have the call or not." He will show it to you. It's one of the easiest things to know. 
people even got to know of them in their dreams when they were young. Some of them to receive prophecies. If you want to know, go to a prophetic ministry also. You definitely God will speak. It is one of the easiest things to know when it comes to the calling. Very easy. The calling there is easy to know, but to accept it, that is where the problem is. Because sometimes when you do, God will tell you that quit that business that is giving you 200,000 Ghana cities a month and come and follow me. Where you are not getting anything. That is, and, and stay in my calling. So you have realized that you are called to be in ministry, but at that moment, accepting the call, don't have a call neighbor, phone neighbor, letters, own father. <laughs> but if you know you when you if, when you answer the call, so it is easy to know um your calling. Work with prophetic people, go to prophetic churches, and just get to know. Pray to God to reveal it to you. And be through dreams in so many there are so many ways to know that you're calling that is so don't be worried okay somebody said papa please how can you hear the voice of god there is a whole um, message on its own if i want to talk about it but hearing the voice of god is not difficult because there are levels in the voice of god when somebody says the lord spoke to me god does not only speak through one way are you getting it so there are so many ways that God will speak to people. And the first way that He speaks to people is from the Scriptures. Once you have the Bible in your hand to study, it is a way that God will speak to you. Are you getting it? Good. So you need to know that God speaks through His Word, the written Word, the Scriptures. Two, God also speaks through His Spirit inside us. So the Holy Spirit inside you will speak. And now the Holy Spirit speaks through so many ways. And that one, there are many of us that the Holy Spirit will speak to us through different means. So that some of us, when the Holy Spirit wants to tell us not to travel tomorrow, which we have already planned to go, it will be through a certain feeling that we feel in our bodies. Sometimes you will be holding a glass, it will just fall off and get broken. It is a sign that the Holy Ghost is speaking to you. Many of us, if you fellowship with the Holy Ghost more, you will know when He speaks and what He's actually telling you. It might not be the same when it, um, as it applies to me. So only time somebody says that the Lord spoke to me, it is not through the same way. Now, when people, when people say, man of God, how can I hear the voice of God? They think that they will hear the voice of God like the way I'm talking for them to hear. It will not happen like that. It does not happen like that. It is just about 0.00003% that you hear God. It does not happen like that. Are you listening to me? There are people that can be praying. Once they are praying, they will just say something within their heart, an impression, and they come and say, the Lord spoke to me. And when you are here, you think that, hey, so how did you hear the voice of the Lord? Hey, we all have impressions in our hearts. When it is fueled by the Holy Spirit, you will know there is a particular peace that is attached. Are you following? 
So don't make hearing God's voice something too strange. That is why you should never say you don't hear God's voice. It is a big lie. Anybody that tells you, somebody says, man of God, I've never heard the voice of God before. You are a liar. Everybody hears God's voice. Everybody. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. You, you have actually designed the kind of voice you want to hear. And that's why if you are not hearing it, you think you are not hearing anything. That is not true. Are you following? Do you know the men, some of you will say things like, when I was going, something told me not to enter into this car. Something told me not to board this car. If I had actually entered into the car, or the father had actually look at the look at what happened. And many of us we experienced this. Something told me, something told me. How did you hear the something speaking? Did the something come to stand in front of you to tell you that hey, don't enter the cow? You did not hear that voice like audibly. Sometimes it will come in a certain feeling, in an emotional feeling, in a strange way that that you just follow the voice. So that voice, there are so many ways that God will speak to us. When we talk about the voice of God, it is not only something that your ears can hear. Do you remember what the Bible said? The Bible said that when Adam was in the garden, in the cool of the day, the voice of God was walking in the garden. The voice of God was walking. Can a voice walk? This is to let you know, when we say God's voice, we are speaking of a particular dimension of God. It is not a sound that is coming from the mouth of God that is called His voice. No. Is somebody with me? Let me just explain. When we say the voice of God, what is the voice of God? Listen. Right now, as I'm speaking to you, what I'm seeing are words. Is that not so? But what is carrying my words to your ears is my voice. So when I lose my voice, I can try to speak words, but they will not come. The words are actually bubbling within me. But the voice that is supposed to carry the words to you, the voice has been locked. So the voice of God is what carries the word of God to us. And the word of God, we all know the word of God. So the voice of God actually is speaking of the Spirit of God. He is the one that makes known to us God's word. So the Holy Ghost is God's voice. And the Holy Ghost speaks in so many ways. Once you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you can't say you don't hear God's voice. It does not happen. Because he's the one that will make you the sheep of the Lord. So that the Lord will be a shepherd over your life. He said, my sheep hear my voice. So long as you are the sheep of the Lord, you hear his voice. You hear it in so many ways. Even in a dream. Don't you know that the, a dream is the voice of God? Don't you know visions are also a manifestation of the voice of God? Impressions in our hearts. Some kind of emotional sensations that we will feel around us. It's a way that God is speaking to us. So we need to understand these things. The voice of God is not only man of God, okay, I'm cool. God, speak to me. God, speak. Yes, Lord. Speak now. Then you hear God say, my son, my son, hear your father. I'm telling you today, if that is what you think the voice of God is, you will never hear it in your life. 
Sometimes even when the prophets are speaking, they are saying, the Lord is speaking, the Lord is ministering to me to tell you. They are not seeing anything strange. Sometimes they are not seeing anything strange. Sometimes it's an impression that the Lord will impress on their heart. Sometimes it is a thought that the Holy Ghost will drop in their minds. And when they speak it, it is true because it is the Lord that dropped it. They did not hear any strange voice anywhere. Some of them have not even heard audible voice before. They don't hear. So learn these things. Oh, that is why if you are like that and you don't give attention to the simple ways that the Holy Spirit ministers to us, problem will come. This is why when the enemy knows that the Lord can speak through your emotions, he will give you a broken heart that will distort your emotional state. So that at that moment, you can't think well. You can't follow things well. You can even feel something is wrong somewhere, but you will not give attention to it because your emotions are bleeding. Are you getting it? When the enemy knows that God can speak to a trusted person, for you to listen, he can bring an enmity, a problem between you and the person. So that even when the person dreams about you and is on point and he tells you, you will not even believe because you have a grudge with the person. So any place that the Holy, the enemy knows that the Holy Ghost will speak through to you, he will attack that place. And the, the, the first thing that the enemy does to a believer is to let a believer think that he cannot hear the voice of God. That is dangerous. So everything that the Holy Ghost has been telling you, once he gives you an understanding that it is not the Lord speaking, he has put you in a dungeon. Yes, because some of us, when we were even about to enter into a relationship, we felt it. We felt that no, this one will not end well. We felt it, but we never gave attention to it. Maybe it is my own feeling. Maybe it's my, you see, and we entered into it. And what the guy did to us, he ransacked every area of our lives. That's why you need to take your time. Build fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He will show you how he speaks to you. It might not be the same way he speaks to me. Are you with me? Some of you, when you are praying, you feel a heat in your right hand. It is a sign that somebody is sick around you. Pray for the person. Some of you, when you are praying and you sense anything you sense in prayer, it is actually what God is trying to speak to you. See? So you need to know, this one, the more you build fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more He tells you the meaning of what you are feeling. Because I might feel heat in my right hand when I'm praying. You too might feel the same way. But mine might not be a healing thing. It might be a certain amount of moon that maybe it's about to Come into my hands that I should stand and pray for. You too, my, yours might be a healing. That is why the same feeling is of different meanings to different people by the same Holy Ghost. Are you, are you following? So you need to build fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That is why we don't ask certain questions. Because there are many questions if you ask me, I will explain it to you based on my experience, which will not help you. Because if you use my experience to work with the Holy Ghost, there are many things you will lack. Maybe the Holy Ghost told me that anytime I'm walking and I hear the sound, a sound pa in my ears, it means accident is about to happen. He might also tell you the same thing that when you hear a sound pa in your ears, it means money is about to come. 
to what if you ask me man of god um when you are walking and you hear a sound pop in your ears what does it mean i will tell you what the holy ghost told me personally which might not be the same thing um, that applies to you are you getting it so it is your responsibility to build fellowship with the holy spirit give him time uh-huh. the way you can talk with your boyfriend on phone for two hours three hours and you don't get tired and you don't even know who to hang up oh me then we talk you can stay there for three hours <laughs> that is the same way you should build fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Don't quickly jump out of bed. Get much time. Some of you are too busy that you don't even get time to have fellowship with you. No, I'm, talk- I'm not talking about you praying with a good one. That we are here, we are praying any attack against the marriage. Fire! That is not fellowship. We are praying. Being fellowship with the, the way you are talking to your boyfriend, eh? talk to the Holy Ghost like that. Are you following? So I'm just giving you a few keys to understand. All right. Someone said, Please, can shyness kill your falling? Why should you be afraid? Why should you be shy? Why should you be shy? We all were shy. But when you see, when the Holy Ghost takes over your life, shyness will disappear. If you are called into the ministry and you are shy, it means you have no fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Because if you do that, you will take over your entire life. Some of us were afraid. We didn't know what we were going to preach. Hey, me too, I'm a man of God. What am I going to preach? I didn't know how to bring out topics from the Bible. So we are going to talk about this today. I didn't know. And I didn't know how it was going to happen. It was my fear. But the more I kept praying and fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost, all those things started dissolving one by one. And I know some of you have experienced that before. When you got saved. See, but gradually, things are working. You realize that you are studying the scriptures. A certain scripture will link with another scripture you read last three days. You go and look for that scripture. Then after that, two other scriptures will link with another scripture here. Then you realize that once you are bringing all those like scriptures together, you are getting the same one. By the time you realize, it will be very easy for you to pick scriptures here and there. You see? And once you pick scriptures, there will be a certain kind of... um ability in your soul that will fuel you to declare it. So, forget about shyness. Pray to the Holy Ghost and start studying. Anybody that knows a lot, anybody that knows a lot by the Spirit, that person cannot keep quiet. He speaks at the time that the Spirit wants him to speak. There is no shyness anywhere. The Bible says, knowledge perfect up. Knowledge perfect up. So you need to know that. Take time. Fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Let him help you. Alright. Eric said, please prophet, was Samson led by the Lord to go after the woman she, he saw in Timnath? Because when he told his parents to get the woman for him to wife, they rebuked him. But they knew not that it was the Lord that sought an occasion against the Philistines. 
You see, let me let me explain some few things to you. It was not the Lord that pushed um when you when you read the um let me let me get the scripture for you. Judges. Good. Now let me read from verse 1, Judges 14. The Bible said, And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore, get her for me to wife. Verse 3. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all my people? that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines. And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. But his father and his mother, mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Now, when you read that scripture very well, you will realize that there is something that the Lord was planning to do against the Philistines. All that he wanted was that Samson would enter into the Philistines and try to bring them into a moment of companionship so that through that he can bring destruction upon them. Are you following? Good. So the main assignment of God in this side was not for Samson to marry the woman, but it was for Samson to destroy what the Philistines were trying to use against the Israelites. And in fact, it was fulfilled. Now, it was a means that God used to destroy the people. That is why that Timonath woman could not destroy Samson. Because it was a means. Are you following? But now, when that means happened for God to destroy the Philistines, it was registered in the heart of Samson. And the next time that God never sought that way to destroy the Philistines, Samson followed his own desires and went into another woman by name Delilah. And that was how come his destruction came upon him. Are you getting it? Exactly. So it was a means that God was using for something to get into the camp of the Philistines. And so long as it was God's means, there was no way that Timnath woman would have destroyed Samson. But the, the one between Samson and Delilah was not the means. This one, if I go into that, it says some heavy things in the spirit and a lot of people will be confused. Yeah, there are heavy things attached to this one, but I want to remain here so that it will not bring a lot of issues to many people and people will not call it heretic. Are you getting it? Good. Someone said, Papa, if... Yes. 
uh, if I go into dreams, I will not be able to have everybody bring dreams. And dreams are very, see, the way dreams are, I've been saying this, there is not a, a, a certain um, template where when you dream and you see this, it means this. When you dream and see this, it means this. When you dream and see this, it means this. There are places and there are certain dimensions where those things apply. But it's not all the time. Are you getting it? So you can dream, you can get the same dream with somebody, but the meanings will be different. That is why I want you to understand how spiritual things work. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Because when you dream and you see a dead person, there are so many meanings to that. So many meanings. It might not even be the person. Now you need to ask yourself, when did the person die? Because there are many things you need to um, bring to board before you can understand the dream. When did the person die? You need to also even know where the person's soul is. If you know that the soul of the person is in hell, then that dream you are getting, it is not the person. Even if the soul of the person is in heaven, it could be that it is not the person you are seeing. See, so you can't quickly just um, say, oh, I saw a dead person, so it means this. No, 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 no. Sometimes, God can even bring an angel to you, but the angel can pick the face of somebody that is dead and is in heaven and manifest in your dreams. It happens, but it's very rare. So if you dream and you keep seeing a dead person, sometimes it is because of a certain memory that is in you concerning that person that is just trying to show up. Are you following? Maybe I'll, I'll get one time and, and talk about these things because yeah, there are so many um, meanings to seeing a dead person in a dream. So many meanings. We don't just conclude. Yeah. So let me say, man of God, please, what does it mean when you hear yourself speaking as the Lord is speaking to you while you are alone praying? Please, is that even possible? I believe I'm getting the question right. What does it mean when you hear yourself speaking as if the Lord is speaking to you? Is that, is that what you are trying to ask? Oh yeah, it happens. It happens. It's possible. There are times that God will speak like that. Yeah. It has happened to me before several times. Those times when I'm, when I'm reading the Bible, I will go and stand at a certain gardens and I will read the Bible aloud with a loud voice like I'm praying. And the Lord said to Samson, My son, that was how I was reading the Bible. And I realized that there were moments where um, I can sleep and when the Lord is speaking with you, he will use that same voice to speak. I can hear my own voice. But the, the words that will be coming from it is not my, my words. So it happens. So if it, it will be good, that is why if you are somebody who declares the word of God in prayer more, Father, you said in your word that no weapon fast. You see, if you, you are like that person, you will keep hearing voices like that. Then the Lord can use that authoritative voice to speak to you. Your own voice, but the words are not your words. Are you getting it? Great. All right. Someone said, Papa, please, can you explain the principle of first fruits 
Is it the first earning of a new year or first earning from a new income source? Any of them? Any of them? Any of them? You can get a, a new job, the first um, salary that comes, you can give. There are some people to every new year, the first month, the, 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 the salary they receive, they give it as first fruits. They are all first. So any first thing in your life, you can give the fruits. Are you getting it? There are people who do that, oh. People do that, people can say, the man, okay, I'm 25 years, I, I was 25 years today. So, um, any money that comes into my hand right after my birthday, I'm going to give it as first fruit. It is first. Everything is first. So you can just um, sit down and work it out. Are you getting it? Good. Someone said, Daddy, please, what are you to do when you feel down spiritually and your prayer life affected after you had a prophecy that there is a call of God on you. Pray more. Hmm? When it comes to spirituality, forget feelings. I keep telling you this and I'll say it again. Our work with God is not based on how we feel. Because there are moments you will not feel like praying. If you stop praying, you will go into attacks. Prayer is not, we don't obey the voice of prayer through feelings. It's not when you feel like praying that you pray. No. If you are like that, you have become a natural man that is focused on the way he feels all the time. It's not supposed to be like that. The day, the moment you don't even feel like praying, that's the day you need to, you need to start some fastings and prayer. Aggressive one. Are you following? Stop praying. It is not about feelings at all. You see, I've realized that many Christians, that is our problem. We always want to feel something before you can, you can say, okay, fine, then everything is fine. No, 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 no. If you are like that, you can't work with God. You can never work with God. There are moments where you will not hear anything. You will not feel anything. But God is there, very active in your life. Very, very active. Forget the feelings. So let me explain some few things to you. When you are young, when you believe in the Lord Jesus afresh, hmm, there are many things you begin to feel a lot of things. A lot of anything you feel it, anything you feel it. When God, you know, when it is worship time and God enters the, the auditorium with his angels, you feel some goosebumps in your body all around you. Just actually the presence of God is it might be true. You see. So at that moment, it looks like your work with God, God is getting your attention based on your feelings because he knows that you obey your feelings a lot. But you need to mature because it will come to a point in time where God will not communicate with you based on your feelings. He wants you to grow in faith. Are you following? And when it comes to the matter of faith, all the time what you see is negative. But that is what you are supposed to believe that it is positive. That is what you need to know. If you focus on the feelings, you will think God is not with you. Because sometimes you will not feel anything. For three months, you will not feel anything. That is when everything will be going wrong. 
One of God, things are not doing well. I don't even see, I can't even feel the presence of God in my life. I don't even know, I, I can't even hear God's voice. One of God, I don't. It, it means God is, most of the time, it means God is changing the, your steps. You need to mature. That is what God is trying to communicate to you. You need to mature. Shift your focus from the feelings and focus on God by faith. Because we are working with God by faith. And faith is a substance of things. Hmm? Can you hear me please? It is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, we have this faith in God. Now, the faith we have in God is not about our feelings. Not that. Forget the way you feel. That is why there are moments where you will not feel like praying. I don't know. I think I'm tired. I don't feel like praying. These things called feelings are controlled by many things that we don't even know. Many things. Sometimes when you do what is wrong, there is a feeling in you not to even go to church because you have done what is wrong. That feeling can be so strong that you, um, you, you will not even go to church for like three weeks. Why, why, why didn't you come? Man of God, I don't feel like coming to church. I don't feel like. That feeling, you have to know the source of it. It is not from the Lord. An enemy is influencing that feeling. Are you following me? So you need to mature from the feelings dimensional to the, to the place where whether you are feeling something good or bad, know this. There is a certain knowledge deep inside your knower that God is with me. I know that God is with me, no matter what happens. I know that God is with me. Somebody precious to me died. It does not mean that feeling I'm feeling means God has left me. God is with me. He has not left. He's still there. If you, if you get to a point where this thing becomes your foundation, the enemy can never intimidate you. He can never intimidate you. All these feelings, when you feel you are not feeling the presence of God, I'm not feeling this... You need to start attacking those things. They are not of the Lord. There's a dimension of the presence of God you feel. And a dimension of the presence of God you do not feel. Are you with me? It is not all the time that you, you have goosebumps on you when there is worship season. And it does not mean that because you did not get goosebumps, the worship was not powerful or the presence of God was not there. Your goosebumps alone cannot be a litmus test for God's presence. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you need to mature. Come to a place where, whether good or bad, you have faith in God. You have been called by God. Never let anything attack your prayer life. If you know you are finding it difficult to pray, something is attacking you. Rise and pray. The day you don't feel like praying, that day, for teaching room, vampires are Are you getting it? All right. Great. Okay, somebody said, Please, prophet, what drives away demons? Is it the presence of God or the anointing? Both. Both of them. 
both of them. Just that one of them, there must be an application. And one of them, you don't need any application. When the presence of the Lord appears in a place, some demons will leave. And it depends on the magnitude of the manifesting presence. God has so many levels in God's presence. Are you getting it? We have the omnipresence of God, which means God is everywhere, even at the cloud. Even at the cloud, God is there. God is in hell. The Bible said it in Psalm 139. God is everywhere. So now, if that manifesting presence is the only thing you have in the church, it is nothing. But now, if that only um, omnipresence of God is what there is, it is everywhere. And even the manifesting presence of God are in dimensions. There is a dimension of God's presence that will appear when we are giving benediction. When we are in worship, there is a dimension of the presence of God that will appear. There is a dimension of the presence of God that manifests during the moment in the word of God. Are you getting it? So, the dimension of God's presence are not the same at all times. And the magnitude and the level of the presence of God will determine the kind of entities that will be dealt with. In fact, there are some demons, when it is time for worship and we are worshipping, they will not go anywhere, they will be there. They will not go. See? But there's another dimension of God's presence. You don't need to say anything. You don't need to speak. It will come and things will start changing. There were men, there were men, like D.L. Moody, Charles Finney. Charles Finney will walk to a certain town. The moment his feet touches the ground, the presence of the, the clouds over the city will change. It will become like dark. And a strange wind will blow throughout the whole city. People will start crying. We, we are sinners. We want to give our lives to Christ. The man had not said anything. Nobody, and some people decoded this as a man. Anytime this man comes here, these things happen. So anytime they feel that atmosphere, they know, hey, dear Moody, they know that Chasfini is in town. He was carrying a strange presence. Now, this one is not a gift of the Spirit. No, 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 no. no. It is not a gift of the Spirit. Are you getting it? It was a dimension known as the operations of God. Operations of God. Now, these things, it is not a ministry. Neither is it a gift. Neither is it an anointing. It is a dimension of God's operation. We don't pray for it. God will lift you into it. We don't pray for it. And God will lift you into it after finding some few things in you and that one is up to god lord i want you to give me that presence wherever i walk to let things begin to change lord let things be you pray that prayer and pray and pray and pray if you are not obedient to certain things that god will personally deal with you you cannot get there someone said please can a person lose the gift of the spirit and the anointing it is easy to lose the anointing and it is easy for the gift of God in you to um, become dormant. Let me say it that way. You don't really lose the gift, but it will be useless. It is, yeah. 
It can be useless in you even though it is there. The gifts are always there but they must be activated. One of the things about gift is, is that it is like when you, when you switch on fan, you have the regulator. One, two, three, four, five. So the level that you regulate it to will determine move and how um, the wind will blow around you. Are you getting it? So we move, we grow in the giftings. Now, when you do what you are not supposed to do, because what happens is that the gift will start losing its sharpness, which means it will start regulating itself backwards. What actually is happening here is that your soul is actually um, growing weak to handle the gift. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is like this. Giftings are like metals that we, we lift. You lift metals. No, when your muscles were bought. <laughs> so there are particular kind of foods that you are supposed to eat that will help you be fit so that you will be able to lift the metals. If you stop eating those foods, you realize that your strength will go down. And once your strength goes down, if you are able to lift 150 kg, this time it will drop to 100 kg. And it will keep dropping to 50, to 30, to a point where even 10, you find it very difficult to lift. Even though the metals are there. So if you want to go back to the place of lifting 150 kg, then there are many things you need to start doing. And let me tell you, <laughs> when you once was at a level in a gift and it comes down, it is difficult to rebuild. I've been there before, so I know what I'm talking about. It is difficult. You need to hide yourself somewhere. Eh. So you need to understand. But it is easy to lose the anointing. It is easy to lose the anointing. The anointing is very sensitive. It is God's integrity. So he does not just point on just anybody. And the anointing is not even for you. God is pouring the anointing on you for people. So if you realize that your heart does not love the souls of men, it, you can lose the anointing. It will come on another person who loves the souls of men. And he will use that anointing to be a blessing to the people. And the anointing of the Lord is very sensitive. We don't, we don't attach it with many unnecessary things. Are you getting it? Good. You need to understand that. You need to learn all these things. And there are dimensions of the anointing. There is the anointing that is within your soul. And there is the anointing that comes upon you. Now, the way God designed it, the one that must come upon you should actually be from within. So there is an anointing that teaches you. Hmm? That anointing within. So the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost dimension in you manifests in the anointing that is within you that you need for your own personal work with God. And the one that comes upon you is for service. It is for you to serve others. Are you getting it? So this is how God designed it, that whenever a person is in a moment of prayer, in a moment of walking in purity, following and obeying the voice of God, God will now start bringing dimensions of the anointing within upon the person. And the moment it drops upon the person, the person will now start 
being a blessing to others by the anointing. So what God does normally is that through impartations, there are many things we receive. You can be imparted with a gift. You can be imparted with an anointing. You can be imparted with a grace. Are you following? Good. So, so you need to know the kind of impartation that you receive. And based on the kind of impartation you receive and what is activated in your life. Are you following? Now, if you are believing when a man of God lays hands on you and says that from today, let the gift of prophecy be made manifest in you. Now, what is happening is that the man is activating something in your soul which the Holy Ghost has already planted in you. So at that moment, the light that is coming out of the man's hand will expose that gift within you and it will start growing gradually. Now, you can also receive an impartation of an anointing. And listen, there is an anointing for everything. There is an anointing for every good thing. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power that he went about doing good. Every good thing, which I'm speaking of the good of God, every good thing has an anointing that manifests. Are you following? So you can even receive an anointing to give, to become a giver. Yes, there's an anointing for that. When it comes upon a man, he loses sight of himself. He thinks of others and he starts giving, 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 giving. There is also a grace for giving. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, the, the dimension of grace and anointing is that grace will increase when it comes to knowledge. We grow in grace by knowledge. And we grow in the anointing by obedience. Are you following? So the moment you lack knowledge, you have ceased growing in grace. Peter said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of the Son of God. So, we multiply in grace and in peace through knowledge. So you see, even peace is as a result of knowledge. If you have no knowledge, you don't have peace inside your heart. So if you are here and there is no peace inside you, there is knowledge you are lacking. You need to go for knowledge. Are you getting it? Good. So you need to know all these things. We have gifts, we have graces, we have anointings, we have mantles. And all these things come together for the work of God to be made complete. That is why um, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, there are so many gifts that the Holy Spirit will give. 
we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, who speaks of the nine gifts. And we have the gifts of grace, which is also from the Holy Spirit. But this one is of grace. In the, in the P, we call these two are not the same. They are not the same. One is out of the belly of the Holy Spirit. One is as a result of grace. And the one that is as a result of grace, we increase in that through knowledge. Are you, are you with me? And I think I've taught on this before. Good. So we need to we need to know the differences, and we need to also know what the anointing stands for. Are you with me? The anointing is God's ability. The anointing is actually what is supposed to see be a make you a blessing to others. It is that which will cause God to manifest Himself in a man's life when a man is anointed. God follows anointing. Angels obey the anointing. They smell it. They hear it. You need to know this one. That is why we don't just say that this and this and this. Anytime somebody speaks for it to happen in Christ, there is an anointing in there. Are you following? Great. So we, I hope you, you, you got that. All right. Okay. Okay, somebody said, okay, good. I think um, I've answered many of them. Papa, please, many people ask me this question and I want to ask you, is it good for someone who is called to date? Who is called what? Who is called into what? Who has a calling? Is that, is that what we are trying to say? Oh, if you don't date, how then can you marry? Huh? You need to date. Now, dating, you see, this is where the problem is. When we speak of dating, it is not when you have already told the lady, I love you, and she says, I love you too. Then it means you are dating. No, 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 no. If you have friends, you can go out and sit down at a certain place or talk to them. That is a date. No, go to the people that brought dating and ask them what is dating. Haven't you heard some ladies say, Oh, I have a date with a friend? It does not mean that they, they are in a relationship like I love you, I love you thing. See, we the Africans, we have destroyed what dating is all about. Some people even use dating as a means to, to, to have sex. Just say, I, I, I love you, I, I want to marry you. The lady said, okay. okay. So if you marry them, I, mean, I think you can do anything. Hey! Go and ask our dear sisters. Some of them, they, they cried that their eyes came out. 
some of them cried, sir, they started seeing visions. Now, there is a difference between dating and courtship. We date when we are friends. And when we are friends, we don't say, I love you and I want to marry you. Love is a general thing. You can just love everybody. Are you getting it? That is why if you don't tell a lady that, Miss, I love you. And she says, I love you. Too. And you think you have proposed. Do you know what proposal is? <laughs> Some of you, you did not even propose that you are married. <laughs> Especially myself. I didn't have time for that long thing. I want to, I want to um, build my life with you. I want to focus on God. And, okay, fine. Okay. No, no, God, I, I'll also pray about it. In fact, the interest was there. Okay? She had interest in me. I had interest in her. So no long talks. Pack, pack, pack. And we are married. No, no long talks. It's not the time that you, you are afraid you go and stand at, behind her house. Oh, you know your, your necks have become long. It is because of these things. Huh? The dogs that have chased you in this world. It is only God that knows. <laughs> so listen. Whether you like it or yes, if you ever meet some of your friends at a place and you talk, you are dating. <laughs> eh? You are dating. No? Dating, it is actually in dating that we, you know, we, 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 we learn and we understand and know people. Are you getting it? That is why sometimes you can just, you, you need to have this kind of friendship kind of lifestyle with your friends oh sometimes they, they can just call one of the lady friends maybe you are trying to show interest in her you just oh can we can we have lunch you know people do that a lot but in africa we don't have time for lunch because yeah we do not go by salai salai or go davi don't have time to go to the restaurant now it is the woman you are taking to the restaurant is not somebody you are about you want to like it's not someone that is aware that you are going to marry you. I hope you get what I'm saying. Oh, can we have lunch? In Africa, when you tell somebody, can we have lunch? No, no, I started being there before. So. This thing is not known in the Western world. You can have lunch. People's wives even have lunch with men, others, people that are not married. They do that a lot. People's wives, oh. But in Africa, go and have lunch with somebody who is crashing on, you see, if I'm crashing on somebody and a guy is having a lunch with that person I'm crashing on, and meeting has started. Meeting we don't know if it be the aggressiveness. All because I'm crashing on her and I have no comment. I have, have lost the lady. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. No, no, no. 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 Don't do that. Don't be too desperate. That is what we call dating. Sit the person down. Especially if this is a person you are showing interest in and in you. You want to, you want to build your life, hmm? your future with this person. There are many things you need to do. 
go for lunch. Go for that time, go for dinner. This is a person that you, if somebody proposes to her in that period of dating and she accepts, let her go. Don't be, don't be in a rush to, to go and say, um, please, will you marry me? Don't be in a rush. Know the person very well. And one of the things you need to ask when you go on a date with a person, sometimes, based on some of the questions that are asked, the lady will just know that, no, this guy is trying to take something. He wants to move with me, you know, to the next level. The first question that you need to know and answer you need to know and the question you need to ask, they are the same thing, is what is your genotype? If you have plans to marry the person, what is your genotype? Some of you, you have been in a relationship for like four years. You don't even know the genotype of your, your boyfriends or your girl. Now, what would your grandpa wouldn't be? See? So now you go and propose, will you marry the lady will say yes? You are planning everything. Someone called your kid, you know, type of Yes, yes. Let's say, you will marry. Or we still time. These are things you need to ask when you are dating, when you have not even proposed yet. These are questions you need to ask. And now, hey, um, so um, your dog is your dog at home? Oh wow! <laughs> um, what did your dog eat yesterday? But that dog, she's very beautiful. How much did you buy? Nonsense! Speak about matters that are important. Leave the dog alone. Are you with me? Speak of plans. So, what do you plan to do with your life? Right now that you are in the university and after school, what do you want to do? You learn this. Once you are asking these questions, now you go to the class and see if they will move together. If you, are, if you still want to spend your life with this person and you realize that the plans are different, then you have a lot of work to do. The first question, ask the person, um, are you a believer in Christ? Yes, wow. Yes, what about no? So you might be being a swatika crack. Then you move ahead. What is your genotype? Oh, I am AA. Wow, me too. I am AA. Of course. And you keep moving forward. But do you know your element? Oh yes, I know. I am this. Me too. I'm this. Wow, we move in line. If we don't move, then it means there's a work to do over there. Market. Then you move ahead. Wow. So um, how many siblings do you have? Your parents and you know. Ask questions, oh. These are questions we ask when we go on a date. At that time, you have not even proposed to the person about marriage. Are you with me? You know, right now, they have made it in a way that we have two proposals. We propose love and we propose marriage. Is that not what they do? They pro- so when you say, I love you, say, I love you too. Right now, that, that word, I love you, they think it's only for people that want to date. Check. We have all been saying it and you say it. Sir. What are you telling me? We tell our fathers in the Lord that, Daddy, I love you. But that means I'm, I'm dating my father in the Lord and I want to marry him. Nonsense. When people want to say, I love you, can't they say, there's a certain notion we attached to it. Oh, Africans. Yeah, bro. I didn't say I'm a woman. I say. When you go to the US and you see people, you see a woman. Hey, see a woman. 
they'll kiss the forehead of somebody, they'll just see something they'll touch their cheeks. You say, Oh, how are you going to be hard? Africa, Africa, you want to touch your. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, we a picture there. Look at what is going on. Even hard crampo, people do the, the deeper life one. It is only their shoulders that we meet. People will hug. Their chests are touching their chests. But there's nothing negative in their minds. So they move. But you, I can feel the couple with trim you see Simunti. The moment you want to hug the pet, then some biochemical changes have started in your body. You have a problem. I'm telling you. You realize that some fluids are moving to places. You need to be prayed for. The imaginations are wrong. I'm telling you. What I'm saying is, some of us, we are laughing with it, but that is our problem, especially the men. That is the problem. Some of you, if you hug a certain lady today, that shit, you will not wash it for two years. That shit. What is wrong with you? I watched a certain short skit where um, it was a movie where face was supposed to kiss Jackie Apia. And once he was on set and he kissed Jackie, he said, Jesus, Jesus, Jackie Apia, hey! He said, he's part of the whole movie in his entire life. <laughs> you see? So you need to do that. You need to just understand these things. The Lord is going to help us. Hallelujah. Somebody said, he said, please prophet, can God anoint an unbeliever to perform his will? God called Cyrus a wicked king. He's anointed. The book of Nazar was an unbeliever and yet God called him his servant. In Jeremiah 27 verse 6, does this explain why the Bible says the ways of God are not the ways? This one part is very easy. It's not about God's ways. God can put his spirit upon anything, even a stone, to, to perform his assignment. Even a stone, a stone. Hmm? Handkerchiefs that were laid on sick people got healed. There was, there was an anointing on the handkerchief. Anything that God would do to bring glory to himself is carrying God's integrity. And that is anointing. Anointing is the integrity of God. Are you getting it? And it cannot, it is not only on people that when you are a believer and you want to grow in the anointing, you need to follow and obey God. But if God wants to fulfill his plan by all means, he can use anything, even without a human being. He can fulfill his plan. Yes, I've seen a madman that God came upon and he spoke to a young prophet, a madman. God himself came upon the, the madman. There was a young guy that his father is a prophet. His father told me, anytime we close from church, 
I've seen something that the lady wants to bring you down and destroy you. When we close from church, go to the house. Don't talk to anybody in church. The guy listened to that for two years. Anytime they close from church, the guy will run away to the house. But one day, one Sunday, there was a certain lady the guy was crashing on. And while they were in church, 15 minutes to the close of the church, the lady sent the guy a message on his phone in the church and said, please, can I have one minute with you? And the guy said, fine. When they closed, the guy stood with the lady. Less than one minute. He talked, it was even about an academic issue. And while the guy was on his way back home, he met a madman. He realized that somebody was following him. So he turned. And the moment he turned and saw the madman, the madman said, Ima, and then I was so dancer. And when the guy looked at the madman and looked at how his clothes were tattered and just, he was like, what? Why do you need to mention that? He said, I saw the, your father told you not to do the what? Do you know what you have caused? Do you know this? Do you know this? When you go, go and beg your father. Go a bit, go and apologize. And after that, go and get salt. Put it in water and hey, a whole lot. Then, the moment the madman finished speaking, he started picking some things from the ground. He started behaving like a madman again. The anointing came upon him to declare what God wanted to say and the anointing left. So there is a dimension of the anointing. It comes up. Mostly the anointing comes upon. Are you getting it? There is an anointing that abides and the anointing that comes upon for service. When you are not in service, that anointing will not come. If the moment the anointing comes, it means there is a work to do. Are you following? But the souls of men are built in a way that there is a synchronicity between the anointing within and the anointing that comes upon. So a prophet can appear at a place and he's always waiting for an angel to appear. And the moment the angel appears, a certain anointing comes upon him. Then things will begin to happen. Are you getting it? Good. So there is, an anoint- there is a specific anointing that comes upon specific people at specific times. For specific assignments, because that is the anointing they have built themselves into. It is for them to do the work of God to support others. Are you getting it? Eric, keep praying. You get much time to fast and pray. Okay. And it will help you if you if you are able to quit eating plenty sugar. Okay, yeah. The Lord is trying to um, speak to you and wants to show you something. Yeah. So let your 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 body be lightweight. Are you get what I'm saying? And your soul as well. And pray to God that any kind of fear that is trying to you know, trap your soul in your body, God should break it from you. And you see what the Lord. Would do i've experienced that before yeah in the year 2015 several times when i saw my soul leaving my body and i i just the fear that i had alone brought my soul back i called my father in the lord and he told me to fast and pray i fasted for 21 days and i prayed within that period i did not get any experience but two weeks after that that fear that used to come upon me was gone and I was expecting that. I was lying down one night when I saw that my soul came out of my body. And I saw my body lying on the sofa. And I saw an angel standing there. He was smiling. 
and he turned and entered into the wall. I followed him. I also entered into the wall. He appeared at a certain place, and we were sitting on a on a stone. The stone was not having any land that it was upon, so the stone was hanging in the clouds. I was sitting on it. He was also sitting on another hanging stone, and he began to speak to me about many things. Yeah. So it happens. Any time you have, like, that, especially after prayer, there is something God is trying to communicate with you. Fear is the only thing that can stop you from going. So you need to deal with fear. Yes. And attack it with passion. Okay. Yeah, that is it. Because that dimensions in the prophetic, if you are, you are afraid, you can never go there. Yeah. Because sometimes God will take you to places, you will see one demon, you will shout, hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm telling you. And those demons, their main agenda is to put fear in your heart because they, they will appear so scary. Yeah. You can see the ear of a pig. Hmm? It will be hanging and moving in the in the air. And that is a full demon walking about. They appear in strange, strange manifestations. Yeah. The, their main agenda is to put fear in, in you. Yeah. So you need to always stand against these things. Don't be afraid. You will not die. Okay? Alright. Someone said, please, have you encountered principalities? I've seen them before, but I've not had an issue with them. I saw them because I was passing through a dimension to a different dimension in the heaviness. Yes. And those beings, <laughs> the dimensions of principalities, we have principalities that are godly. We have godly ones and we have the ones that are ungodly. Yeah. So you need to understand this. And I'll talk about, about them. If you are on campus, UCC campus, about can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me, please? All right. The Lord bless you. Please, this night, we are going to meet at exactly 12 a.m. GMT to um, climax a prayer concerning our financial abundance. So make sure you join us at exactly 12 a.m. We are going to fire prayer. The Lord is going to be of a great help to us. If you want to be a covenant partner, the number is 0240312551. Send me a text and I will add you to the Covenant Partners WhatsApp page. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 0240312551. Support God's work and the Lord will be of help to us. Amen. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.